Hey everyone, I am really pleased to be joined today by Laura Phillips. Uh, Laura is a long-term Walmart associate. We're going to talk about that in a couple minutes, but Laura's title right now, she's got a couple big jobs actually. She had a, had a big job as Senior Vice President of Global Sourcing for Walmart US and just recently we added on US manufacturing and US sourcing. So uh, we, we were at this point, we realized we, we didn't want to have one team looking outside the country and one end. It's, it's about sourcing the right thing for the entire company on behalf of the customer. So um, Laura has taken on this responsibility and it's important because about two thirds of what we source is, is our pro products that are purchased in the U.S. And in 2013, we committed to buying another $250 billion by 2023. Pretty big goal, right, Laura? That's right. Big one. It adds up. Um, and, and last week, um, Laura and uh, an associate named Scott Gucci and several others hosted an event that we do every year. And it's a lot of fun. It's called the Walmart Open Call. And this is a day where we, we basically allow any entrepreneur or startup or new business to pitch products to things they make in the United States to the Walmart merchants. And, and Laura's just maybe start with talking about the event, but it was a fantastic event. Uh, you guys did a great job and captured a a really big audience, right? Yeah, no, that's right. So first of all, John, thanks. It's such a privilege to be here with you on the huddle. It's a great, uh, a great show. So thanks so much for the opportunity to come and chat a little bit. So yeah, um, we hosted our annual open call event last week. This is the seventh year that we've hosted this event here at Walmart. And I've attended all of them and I've attended them as a merchant or in my role in sustainability. And this was the first one to really kind of be a part of from more of a leadership perspective. And it was such a great reminder to me of just everything awesome about Walmart and, you know, the role that we play, one, finding great products for our customers, and then two, really supporting all of these suppliers who come from all walks of life all over the country and who have a dream, you know, to make it big, to have a great product and to see it on the shelf or online at Walmart or Sam's Club. So it was such a fun moment. We pivoted and had a, a virtual digital event this year. And um, we had more suppliers participate. We had more people tuning in and more yeses coming out of the event than we've had. And so we're really excited about the opportunity to really now go forward and work with these, these new suppliers uh, and continue to find more U.S. manufactured products. What it reminds me of is, is every business, whether it's big or small, you have to start with the small business. Every business starts small and grows. And and the platform that we have to enable new suppliers to connect to customers, regardless of it being on the Walmart marketplace or sold directly on walmart.com, which both are obviously sold on walmart.com or the stores or a combination of all three is, is really powerful. Um, there's some good stories I heard about uh, some of the suppliers. Um, you you want to share any some of the items or, or yeah. people you met last week? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And, and as you mentioned, what was really neat this year is that you know, we asked for applicants over the summer and we really weren't sure with everything going on, you know, how many applicants we were going to get. So we had a record number of applicants, 4,800 applied. Immediately those 4,800, we invited them to Marketplace. And in fact, we've got already up and running 100 new Marketplace sellers, um, many of them new to that format of, of retail. And our teams at Marketplace just did an amazing job to get those suppliers up and running really quickly. Um, so we've got a hundred new uh, sellers that are going to be featured on Marketplace. And then in the, in the store and clubs, this was the first year we had Sam's Club participate too, which was really neat. So not only, you know, offering a Marketplace solution, but also, 
you know, our stores, our clubs, our, you know, walmart.com, samsclub.com, just a lot of opportunities for these small businesses to really get in front of customers, whatever, you know, kind of the customer segment that's the best for that product. So a couple of my favorites. Um, so, and there's a lot to choose from, and I'm so excited to see how these items do in the stores. Um, but a couple that are just really fun. So um, one of them that I wanted to mention was uh, in the food category. And we saw a lot in the food category, just a lot of innovation in food and really interesting products. Um, so some of them are, you know, kind of natural or healthy, sustainable products, um, specialty, um, you know, uh, different items than, than you'd maybe see in a, in a Walmart today. And so we had the uh, Skinny Latina from Florida and she presented her range of hot sauces and barbecue sauce. They look fantastic, really innovative flavors, all natural. And so she's gonna be picked up um, in stores, which is exciting. Um, another one that I thought was a lot of fun is um, the Salty Bones Folding Fishing Ruler. Now I had to read that because I wanna get that right, all right? And this is from a company called Advanced Graphics, also you know, produced their product in the US and it is literally a ruler. Um, where you measure your fish right after you've caught it. And the reason it's so cool is that, you know, if you're a fisher, fisherman, um, the size matters, right, in terms of regulations, even in terms of sustainable stock. And so literally you're out on your fishing trip, you pull out this ruler, you can see by state how long it should be. Um, and if you can keep it or throw it back, that thing is really, really innovative. So that'll be a fun one. And just products all over. We had um, apparel suppliers, some new dresses that were brought in. Um, we had a new kind of hose sprocket out of a supplier in California who works with veterans. So all categories, 49 states um, pitched products and just really cool innovative products that you, you know, you're going to be able to find at Walmart really soon. Well, that's great to hear there was 49 states and fishing's interesting this year, right? We, we think about 25 million people were fishing last year and this year it's, it's about 35 million. So 10 million people I've picked up a new hobby. So really good time to be in the space. And, you know, if you've been in a store this summer, you'd have seen how many, how many things had sold out and out of stocks all over because the supply chain was running for about 25 million. And when you have these kinds of massive increases, it, it really changes, um, it changes the way we have to run the business and think about what it's going to mean this year and even next year. So be curious to see how many mm -hmm. of those 10 million keep it as a hobby and how many of the 10 million were in for a while. Um, Many of us, uh, I know I do this, I start a hobby and about 30 days in, I find a new hobby, but other things um, we stick with a little longer. Um, one, one of the fun things that happened uh, for this meeting last week is we had some time, um, I got to talk to Robert Irvine, who's a celebrity chef. He, he's a host of the show, Restaurant Impossible. Um, but Robert um, works with small businesses all over the country, including uh, small businesses that were um, impacted obviously uh, by the pandemic. So he had some great advice and I wanna show a clip really quickly from the interview with Robert. No matter what business you're in, there's always an opportunity to change. And that's what I've said in the last, we've done 230 something restaurants. Uh, and I've said the same thing. What makes you unique and how can we make you stand out in a crowd? Because if you don't stand out, you're going to get lost in the crowd. And um, that's one of my big points. Take care of your people, take care of your product and listen, listen very carefully to what you actually are doing the people want. So Laura, really good advice. And it's great advice for businesses, great advice for big businesses, small businesses, and just really great advice in general to take care of your people and listen to what it is your customer wants. Our, our customers changing. Um, certainly all the small businesses and startups you met last week, their customer is changing and we're changed by what's gone in the world and we're changed by the, 
the working from home and the market conditions we're in, but um, good advice. Um, anything you want to add to, to what you heard given uh, Robert's comments? Yeah, no, first, John, it was great uh, to have Robert, you know, show, um, show up at our open call event and thanks for interviewing him. He has been through so much and he's such a good example of, you know, two things to me that I was really struck by listening to him. One was just his focus on the customer and pivoting, you know, making use of kind of what you have. And he spoke about that, you know, from the perspective of somebody who runs restaurants and then really pivoting what he could work with, what he had in his supply chain and how he could serve his customers' needs. And I think that is so true from what we witnessed at the open call event. Um, and I would say, if you look at the categories uh, that our entrepreneurs came in with this year, they really reflected our times, right? And kind of what, what customers are looking for in these, this really challenging year. And so you saw a lot of um, really fun kind of food products, people experimenting in the kitchen, cooking a little bit more. You also saw that health products, right? And so wellness and you know nutrition and beauty products, right? We saw some really cool pet products. Um, one of, uh, one of the, the merchant's favorites was um, a pet bandana from Minnesota. They loved it so much, they placed it for a thousand stores just off the bat. So, you know, these trends around, you know, pivoting with the customer, these entrepreneurs showed up and they brought really neat items that are really meeting our customers where they are right now based on the situation. Um, and the other comment, you know, I thought that Robert mentioned was just, you know, what a challenging year it's been. And it's been a real challenging year for so many small businesses and for so many suppliers. And that was one of the things that really made open call special this year is that we really wanted to reach out to these small businesses and say, hey, listen, Walmart's here for you. You know, we have a place. We, you know, want to consider your product for our customers and we want to work with you. And so, you know, we've done a lot of reaching out to our suppliers, especially our smaller ones this year, and really helping support them through new programs and supplier financing, you know, or rent relief in some of our, you know, spaces in our stores. And so I thought those two messages around connecting with customers into what they want right now, right? And then also just how we all support each other and really lean in with small businesses at this time um, were really powerful messages. No, that's great. And you really can see the psychology behind what's going on this year, just in the innovation you saw. And it's so important because small business and retail are the largest employment sectors in the country. So we need a strong retail base, including e-commerce and physical locations. We need room for small businesses to start. We need our restaurants to safely run and be profitable because they employ so many people in the country. So what we what we do in, in open call and the way we source makes a, a real difference for the entire country, which brings me back to your your career. You've, you've had um, uh, a lot of jobs at Walmart. Um, you've had a variety of jobs. Um, I, I, when I think people who have really had a lot of breadth of experience, you're one of those people or you've worked in sustainability, which I'm I'm guessing when you started, you probably never would have dreamed that that would have been a job you could make such an impact in. And then with these these two sourcing roles and then the years of submerged, I'd love for you to just quickly talk about how this all happened from, I think it was an internship. You met the CEO mm -hmm. of the company at some point through this cool organization. And here you are years later with all this experience, but love to hear um, the breadth and how it all started. Yeah, so actually my store in retail starts when I was 14. So I am a lifelong retailer. When I was 14, I got my first job in retail and it wasn't at, at a Walmart because in fact, I grew up in South Florida and we didn't have as many Walmarts in South Florida at the time, John. Uh, we do have more now, but I started as a cashier in a grocery store and I wanted to work on the sales floor to be frank, right? And so I kind of wanted to work my way up, but I stayed in retail all through high school. I worked in a record store, remember, selling records uh, and got to work on the sales floor there. I worked in a in a pharmacy 
um, and uh, sold, you know, health and beauty care products. And then when I was in college, um, I was looking for, you know, what my future was going to be. And, um, and I interviewed with Walmart and I was just struck with the opportunity um, that they came in and said, hey, we're growing. Um, we have so much going on. We have so much opportunity, you know, come to work for Walmart. I was a finance major at University of Florida and um, had, you know, had retail experience, knew I loved retail. And I thought, well, let me take a chance. And I thought, I'll just start as an intern. You know, I'm not sure this is gonna be my career forever, but you know, I, I, uh, I'll have a good time as an intern. And I started as a store intern. The first store I worked at was in Johnson City, Tennessee. So shout out to my friends up there. I still stay in touch and know several of them. Um, never forget my first store manager, um, Richard Porch and Melanie, my assistant. I mean, they're such a part of my life and my story. Um, and I still stay in touch with their families, in fact. Um, but they taught me about retail and I loved it. I loved working in that store. I transferred and worked in a store in Gainesville, Florida. It's another really fun store. And um, loved that experience working in the stores and then had the opportunity to come into the office to be a buyer. And so took that opportunity, moved out to Arkansas and um, bought in a bunch of different categories across general merchandise, consumables and our food categories. Um, and love that. I love product. I love working with customers, suppliers, our associates, um, and delivering, you know, a great experience. So um, I've had a ton of fun in a lot of different roles. And, and I've really learned, John, you know, throughout all the different roles about, you know, what a difference we can make. Um, and one of those is in sustainability, right? And um, also U.S. manufacturing, you know, when uh, Walmart gets, you know, gets focused on an issue and, and takes it on, we've really learned you know, what kind of impact we can make through the lens of shared value, right? And so we can strengthen our business and also take on these big challenges and really, you know, create great impact at scale. And you see that in sustainability and it's so humbling and inspiring the work we're doing in sustainability and continue to do. And now, you know, what we're doing and what we've been doing for many years in U.S. manufacturing and thinking about what's next and what more we can do. So, you know, I'm personally so appreciative Walmart and all my experiences and really excited about the opportunity to continue um, to really, you know, create a positive impact at scale. Like, uh, you know, no one else, I mean, it, it, there's not another company that you can really do that uh, besides Walmart. So it's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. It, and it sounds fun the way you describe it, all the categories that you got to buy. And, and um, we, we met actually working in sustainability a long time ago. Um, you, you jumped in it early about 2005. I did as well. And then uh, our, crowd, our paths crossed again when I was living in China. You were in, in uh, seasonal at that time and had other big responsibilities. So um, just, it's just so interesting that you can do so many things in one place and, and the impact is, is amazing. And we're, you know, we're sitting here at a year where we've got hurricanes that are now named the second alphabet. We've had forest fires in the West Coast. So this is a, a real threat in, in many ways and, and companies like Walmart and the industries that we're involved in can make such a difference, whether it's food sourcing or packaging or the use of energy or sustainable transportation, or even trying to think about how we become a regenerative company, um, which are all things we wouldn't have even dreamed of a few years ago, but not only are they the right thing to do, they make the business stronger, but but they're, they're necessary things that we've got to all try to do together. So Laura, I just think you've had a fantastic breadth of experience in it. It all adds up to the point where you can do the things you're doing now because you've had these jobs and you're ready and you're prepared and you can connect the dots from buying things from, you know, whether it's seafood in, in South America or it's 
textiles than Eastern North Carolina. You can you can do all that. Um, anything you want to um, say just in, in closing uh, regarding the event as we wrap up? Yeah, um, well, just, you know, first of all, John, thanks for the chance to come on and, and talk a little bit. I agree. There's so much uh, happening here at Walmart. It's an exciting time in the business. You know, the customer's changing, we're changing, we're moving so quickly across new ways of working um, every day, which is exciting. We're making such a positive impact on so many areas that are so needed. And and to be frank, you know, we need to keep leaning in. These are big issues, whether it's, you know, sustainability or you know, manufacturing, and we're making a real impact. And thanks to so many of the teams across the company who are working really hard uh, to really take these challenges on. And within U.S. manufacturing, you know, I would tell you, we're just getting started. Um, we have a goal, as you mentioned, the $250 billion uh, goal that we're sourcing uh, and, and, and finding great products for by 2023. We're well on track there. And through that work, we're going to be creating a lot of jobs in, in the country and, and finding great products for our customers. And we think there's more we can do, right? So whether companies are already making here, you know, products here, we want to continue to grow with them or finding new companies like we did with OpenCall and helping nurture them and guide them. I hope some of these products that we mentioned become great items at Walmart and Sam's Club and online and continuing you know, to work uh, with all of our suppliers um, across all the products we're sourcing to serve the customer. So I'm excited for what we have uh, going on and, and continuing to support the business um, through our, uh, our US manufacturing initiative for sure. Thanks, Laura. It's exciting stuff. I was just speaking to someone earlier, the most fun part of the job is finding out what customers want and what's changing and where they're going and the, the data leads you to so many conclusions. But at the end of the day, it's all about entrepreneurs and businesses coming up with items that inspire people. Um, I think you, you got it. So thanks for what you're doing and yeah. uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Take care.